What does it take in your pantry to go from milk to meat? The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to the pantry. Jesus, not junk food. And it's on fire. He has waited to say that. He has made all sure. All he has day. made sure. He's like, that's going to be the money. That That's what's going to make the episode fire it's hot up in here <laughs> it's hot up in here yes it is hot our mini split is broken it is summertime you can fill in the blanks we do in fact live in the south and it's days like this that make you realize we're lower than the mason dixon line oh <laughs> my grandpa just rolled over just kidding that's my not theologically gone. sound it's not theologically ha-ha. sound ha-ha. Well, i'll tell you what he would just call us a bunch of yankees he don't care what that means. i know i mean look look <laughs> I would not totally disagree, <laughs> but, but today factually, we're gonna, yeah, factually, geographically, you're right. geographically, you're right. We are. In fact, you know, I, that was one south. of the most surprising things that I, <laughs> as we drove north from Maryland, we get to this sign that says Mason Dixon Line, and I'm like, no. And I was like, yes. No. The anyway. one thing I recall from I think it was like fourth grade history class is that I tell you right now there's people listening from the, the south they're like uh no <laughs> but and hey, I'm like hey, look I'm sorry there's culturally southern and there's factually southern okay <laughs> and we're at least one of the two mm. so there's well, that today we're going to talk about something that's factually factually something <laughs> <laughs> that was profound. Yeah, that is exactly what we're doing today, guys. So <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're still here. And we <laughs> will get through this episode. I'm excited. It's going to be about milk. Yes. It's going to be about yes. meat. It's going to be about the difference between the two of them and what they actually are. Let's define the terms. Let's define how you move from one to the other, why they both matter, what they are not. And we can kind of use that as jumping off points based on, you know, what we've recently Discussed. But wait, Michelle, is that A2 or A1 milk? <laughs> See, that's my analogy for later. We won't even get there yet. But yes. But, but, but I think I think we need to define. I think that we need to define the difference of how the Bible is defining milk to meat. I think that there's a lot of definitions that are out there and there's a lot of thoughts that are out there. But the most basic definition of milk would be the gospel. Mm-hmm. And understanding who Jesus is, understanding that basics. So, you know, when you hear the Apostle Paul as he's talking, and then of course Hebrews, we don't know the writer. There's a lot of similarities there. There's, you know, that you'll sit there and hear, some people will say it's just someone who knew Paul really, really, really well. And then there's people who say, no, man, this sounds like Paul, mm-hmm. you know, but here's, here's the bottom line. The Apostle Paul also used this. In fact, he used it on the Corinthians when he said, hold up, wait. I thought by now you would be on milk, right? right. Or on right. meat, excuse me, on meat. Right. He goes, but we need to go back to the milk because what was happening in the Corinth church is they were they were mixing things up. Right. Things, you know, they were going back to, to law-driven things. They were going back to being more juice, you know, circumcised versus uncircumcised, those kind of things. They were also, you know, drifting over into other ideologies that just didn't add up to what the true gospel was about. Right. And so he's like, hold on, we got to get back to the basics. The basic is who Christ is and what he did and came to do for us. Yeah. And if you look in Hebrews 5 and Hebrews 6, you're able to kind of pinpoint exactly what the writer of Hebrews meant by milk. Um, I think some 
sometimes when we hear milk to meat, we decide to fill in the blanks and whatever we think and feel milk is, that's in the moment. That's what we decide is milk. And we, and we, you know, if someone's not acting right, you know, or if someone disagrees with us, people are like, well, you're still on milk, et cetera, et cetera. But in Hebrews five and six, it lists these things as being what is considered milk. It says that in Hebrews six, Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so he's hoping that these basic things that have been taught and repeated multiple times by this point in various letters to various churches at various times, he's hoping they can move on from that. But that's the milk. When you don't understand those, it seems like it doesn't really matter what other areas you understand, because without these, you know, you're not really activating the faith. You're not really, it's not really clicking how everything plays out together. And then what is meat here in the same area? It says, Solid food or meat is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So that's like the next level application of the milk. Right. And I think that it's important for us to sit in in the defining of the terms, let the author define what he means, which he does, and, and sit in that and reflect on what that entails. I think it's also very interesting that how the enemy plays this. Mm-hmm. So we, we always talk in our pantry, what, what, are we, what are we storing up? You know, Because first of all, we've got the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that there's fire, fiery darts from the enemy, so therefore we need the shield of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so understanding our faith and digging into our faith becomes a very important role in this because if you notice what was just read, <laughs> read right here, mm-hmm. hold on, baptism. Mm. I don't know how many people out there have a different opinion on baptism. <laughs> Let's lay there are, on, there are at least a few. Hands. Definitely there's a lot of confusion out there mm-hmm. amongst the Christian walk. Resurrection of the dead. Eh, not so as hardcore as the baptism and laying on his head. But, but there's hey, still an issue. Still some. And so when I was looking at this, an eternal judgment. Yeah, that's that's one of the greatest ones. You know, I could sit there with somebody, but when we start talking about eternal judgment and where it starts. I remember so many conversations as I've walked through through my Christian life, uh, which hasn't really been all that long, only like <laughs> 10 years. But still, in 10 years, I have come across so many different uh, people who just just take it to all different levels. And I, and I really like when we get back to the basics because we start to understand our eternal destiny mm-hmm. as believers. Right. Um, it's not because I'm baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not baptism is not a requirement for eternal salvation. Um, when, I, when I look at that, I look at like, there's people out there that say, we won't be saved until we're in the kingdom of heaven. And I'm like, holy cow, hold up a second. Uh, rich people could buy their way in then. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's like, if you think about it, it's like, it's an analogy of like, okay, well, I don't have to have anything in my pantry. I'm cool. Right. And, and I'm not secure. And, and so I'm sitting there thinking like, wait, if I'm not secure my whole life, then it's like I'm buying something. I'm paying for something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like trying to do work to do something. Right. Um, trying to make something happen, right. which is why I came with the, you know, with rich people paying their way in. Cause it's yeah. like, you know, you earn money, you work hard, you do good things. You know, you're, you know, you're, I'm working hard. I'm getting there. But that, that's not what this is about. It's about a simple belief in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at what the author is saying, it's, it's, it, he's saying, Hey, you know, the, let's get through this. Because he wants to get into the meat of things. He wants to start looking at Christ 
coming throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because when we start looking at Hebrews, Hebrews 5, I'm going to let her say the name. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Because I can't say Melchizedek for nothing. You say it until it's time until to shine. Time, until it's time to get out. Until it's, it's like, time boop, to shine. Boop, and then he's boop, like, boop. whatever else. I'm <laughs> like, but Melchizedek. trust. Melchizedek. Uh, Maybe it's just my accent. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. What is there somebody out there that believes it's Melchizedek and not Melchizedek? I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Should we have a... a like, <laughs> is this milk? <laughs> should, 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 we, we, should we troll each other because we're... Should we create an entirely new denomination just oh, because of how we gosh. pronounce Melchizedek? But I, but I like Melchizedek because when we start looking at Melchizedek, we start to get a little deeper into the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when we start thinking of milk to meat, you start thinking of meat a deeper dive right it's amazing when you start to see christ everywhere in the bible yes and also in your life right you know i think that that was the big thing that stuck out to me when you're talking about meat like what is the difference meat isn't necessarily having a lot of head knowledge mm. based on this definition. I think sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I've got, you know, you need to get off that milk and, and like, you know, learn all of the systematic mm. theology. And I'm not knocking that. I mean, that is one way to better, deeper understand the connections within the Bible. So there's no knock on that. But, but what he says, the writer of Hebrews says it's discerning right from wrong right. and being able to do what is right. So it's the practical application in one's life of what you've heard, that's milk. So that I think is is huge as far as what do you need in your pantry? Well, it seems like to have the meat by this author's definition, you must have the milk. It doesn't mean you go from milk and then forsake the milk to have meat. It right. means you must have accepted the milk to even get the meat that we're talking about. And if you don't accept this milk as your nourishment, as your primary initial nourishment, the facts, the foundations of everything mm. you believe, then you aren't walking the way it was intended. And right. you may not even be saved if you do not accept, at the very least, placing your faith in God and right. the importance of repenting from evil deeds. Right. And that's the right. activation of salvation right there, the faith in the Lord. And then you, you move forward to things that you have to chew on yourself right. and they need and, and falling in step with the same kind of nutritional value as, as the milk that you have. I like you say nutritional value. I like that you say milk because as babies, mm -hmm. right, the mother's milk and its nutritional value and how it builds gut health is what allows for then meat to come in and understanding. Of, it, of, of it, it shapes the immune right. system. It shapes a lot of things. It, it shapes growth. It shapes, you know, it, it, it shapes so much and you get it from the jump. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that we brought up that night was that milk is pre-digested and it's pre-digested in the mammary glands of the mother. Right. But it is pre-digested. And what that means is it's not as hard on the stomach. Right. It's already been simplified down despite the fact that it's still super nutritious it is like everything that that baby needs however it's going to be soft on the stomach and able to instant because it's already been metabolized once through the mom it's able to be absorbed very quickly and utilized and metabolized in the body very quickly of the baby and that is what this is and, and, it, and it adjusts by season 
A child starts to get sick, the milk adjusts for that child getting oh, sick. It's so so cool. it's, it's so like when you look at Christ, right? You start looking at our seasons, you start looking conviction okay mm-hmm. so you know we get the repentance all the stuff but then knowing right from wrong mm-hmm. and and having that conviction and having that understanding to conviction mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes if we don't understand the love of God the the grace of God the mercy of God then we don't understand that when that conviction is coming it's love mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if a lot of you are like it's because he hates your sin well yeah he hates my sin but he loves me mm-hmm. and he's like hold up and see when we have that foundation and that understanding of what Christ did on the cross for us and we start to understand it. His workings are working for us, right? <laughs> right. And so we start to sit there and think, like, hold on. So I go back to the breast milk and how it changes. It's like it. It's amazing because when we we're reading these books, it was blowing my mind. Like all yeah. this, all this information that you were bringing to the table and all this. I'm like, oh, what? That is crazy. Yes. Because Christ brings that. Like I might be rolling this way and then my season changes or maybe I overstep or maybe just whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. And then Christ comes in with, with new revelation, meat, deeper understanding mm-hmm. of, of this revelation of no, 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 no. And it all goes back to the same thing, who we are. Mm-hmm. See, I think when people start to, to tear it up, I, I think the Corinthians were tearing it up. Because when you sit there and Paul says, <laughs> y'all got to go back. You, you've got to go back because yes. you are missing the whole point of Christ. Right. You are missing the whole point of what he's done, how he has fulfilled the law, how he has taken on all of your sin. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it's like, no, cause I think in our, and let's be fair. Let's just, let's be fair on one aspect to, 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 to this idea. It's hard for us to give up a control. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to come to an understanding that it, I got, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. Yes, we do things. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a whole Bible of like, this is a better way to live. Right. But God has done everything right. so that we can change and do maybe some of those things yeah. in our perf- imperfect sense. Yeah. No, I mean, if you think about it, unless you came to Christ very, very young, you had someone else's milk first. You had the world's milk first. Mm. And that's going to set the tone for your immune system. It's going to set the tone for your taste buds. It's going to set the tone for your health, your, your, your health, right? If you think about this analogy and take it the full way. So the world set up how mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy you are. The world set up what you prefer and what mm. you walk away from the world set up what you are immune to and what you're and what you're not immune to what you're defenseless against which is completely backwards in most cases some people were brought up with a lot of morality which makes the conversion a little easier but still it makes it a very different transition so then you you're eating so you're eating the meat of the world you're 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 seeing the world and navigating the world with a morality that you've come up with based on the world's initial nutrients into your life. So then you come to Christ and you have to go to the milk. You're being reborn, so you have to go back to milk. But now you're going after the spiritual milk of the Lord, which is his basic gospel, right? His basic, beautiful, miraculous Mm. gospel. And that is the new thing that's going to reset, reset your gut reset your mind, reset your taste buds, but it's not going to happen all at once. And I think that that is one of the huge points you wanted to bring up is that in the assumption of a lot of people, they almost consider those on milk. Sometimes there's people who conflate being on milk with being unsaved, right? 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 Or being on milk with being 
lukewarm. Sometimes being on milk and being lukewarm line up, right? But what does it say? It doesn't say being on milk is a bad thing. It is the inevitable first step of every believer. Mm. And it's not something to be a to, to be permanently ashamed of. Now, of course, if you've been in the word for 16 years and you're still just on the right. basics, but yet you still can't do what is right and recognize the difference between right and wrong, which is the meat, well, then there's a huge problem here. We do need to put some things into question. However, when a new believer is sitting there and they're clinging to the milk, they're grasping that, or maybe they're still confused by that milk to some degree, but they're just not on the, mil- the meat yet. That's no reason to, to question salvation. That's, that's actually like the good first healthy step. Mm. It's just he keeps having to come back because they don't really, they're not really accepting the milk either for them to have to keep rehearing and re-explaining it, which is why they're letting in all these other things that counter the milk they've received. Yeah, I, 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 I wanna go to the word. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was crossing a lot of First Corinthians and it, it's First Corinthians three. Uh-huh. And Hebrews, yeah, because I, I want, there's there, there's two portions that they're talking to, and both of them are ne- not negatives, but growth processes. Yes, I, I, I want to call them a growth process. Right. I don't want to throw out a bunch. Well, they're negative, they're horrible. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the Corinthians, it says it says, um, okay, here we go, dear brothers and sisters. When I was with you, I could I could couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. Mm-hmm. I had to talk as though you belong to this world and as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you're still controlled by your sinful nature. You're jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. And, 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 and doesn't that prove you're controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? So he's, he's just bringing in this. And then you get over to Hebrews, which is, is, is in that similar sense. It says there's so much more we'd like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you're spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers. This is where I want, Mm -hmm. because this is what we're talking. You have been believers. Key word there, believers. Mm -hmm. He didn't say you're unsaved. He didn't say, no, he said you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Mm -hmm. Like that's a progression. And that's that's the key. That's a a progression into me, because now watch, you're no longer just receiving Mm-hmm. But you're also teaching and giving and, and, and sharing this mm-hmm. word that you've been given. Beautiful transition from this milk to this meat, right? right? And it's like, instead, you need someone to teach you again, teach you again mm-hmm. the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk, who cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference. I like because we said that mm-hmm. already between right and wrong, but I'm bringing right. it all together. Yeah. So you got two different people that are, are struggling. They're now, all like past a time. I don't want to say it like this because people will be like, oh my God, what's the time? But they're kind of past a time limit of being babies. Right. The, he's not talking to actual like understandable, hey, you heard the gospel yesterday kind of people. He's like, all of y'all, like what is going on? Like all y'all been in it for a minute and a half right. and you're still goo goo gaga over here. But like, you know, can we move past this? Right, but you know what's cool? Yeah. He comes in to teach it. Yes. Like he doesn't just say, I'm dusting most Right, he's I'm, not, I'm t- he's not abandoning uh, yeah. the babies. I'm not, ab- he's not abandoning the baby. He's just owning your still not, my, a baby. My four-year-old's in the woods today. And she starts to cry. Her legs don't work. And 
it was it was <laughs> I mean it was a five mile it was, but, 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 deal listen, overall but, but, and then sometimes she goes a little extreme <laughs> a little extreme but you know not one time in my head because mm-hmm. I know she could do it because she's, yeah. she's walked farther mm-hmm. anyways and I'm like no you know what get on my shoulders mm-hmm. and you know exactly. what's cool about that is she sees Baba working Mm-hmm. When we see Christ working, right, mm-hmm. and then we're like, "Hey, can I? I'm ready. Can I? Can I walk mm-hmm. beside you now?" Mm-hmm. And she'll actually ask. She'll wish, "Hey, Baba, I can I can get down and give you a break for a few minutes." Now we're not giving Christ a break, but I'm just saying, like, right. like she has this recognition, mm-hmm. and she's trying. And she's mm-hmm. and she didn't just give up, sit on the shoulder, say, "Okay, I'm good. I'm gonna ride the rest of the way." Mm-hmm. She had this thought, like, needs help. Mm-hmm. We don't need the help of Jesus. I'm not crossing that. I'm just saying, there's a growth there. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, cool, girl. She doesn't want to live on your shoulders forever. She wants to walk alongside you and just knows that she does have limits, but that she also is aware those limits will reduce Mm. and her capabilities will increase. right? Right. And I think that that is really what when you believe Mm. the basics they make a difference in your life and you naturally progress right. to meet. Right. The more you're engaged in those basics, the more right. milk you have, you are more and more ready. But when, you're, when you barely have milk, you have to be on milk longer mm. and it's harder to go to solid food. Right. Um, there's a lot, there's, you're kind of malnourished, you know? So whereas, we, we shouldn't be hard on a new believer who is still tr- like trying to figure out right and wrong and, and they make a lot of mistakes and they don't know a lot of scripture so the choices they make aren't well informed yet. For the same reason we shouldn't be mm. coming at them with harsh judgment the way you, you don't come at a baby for making a mistake. For that same reason, it is also normal to look at someone who should at least be a spiritual toddler of how how much they've been around listening and everything and say okay so it's not an issue of how much you're hearing but how much are you believing what you're hearing because it's the belief in these it's the acceptance of these things Mm. if you genuinely believe these things then that's when Mm. the holy spirit comes in that's when the holy spirit starts to work you know i kind of like give props to whoever wrote this you're spiritually dull. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not like, sharp. He, he did. He didn't pull punches. Right. Uh, factual. But he but was loving. factual and loving and said, hey, let's 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 revisit this. You know, I've got I've got anyways, decades with some people. And, and you know, what's cool, though, is to watch the growth. Um, I, I know we always use crockpot and, and microwave in our thinking mm-hmm. sense. Right. But sometimes I think that there's people that are microwaves. They catch this quick. And then there's people, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I'm, I'm going to go out here on a limb and, and a thought on this. Um, because we have yet to relinquish control. Mm-hmm. And, and when we don't relinquish this control, I think that it extends this, this understanding of, of going, you know, going from spiritual into spiritually alive. Mm-hmm. Because you start to put your trust where trust is, is deserved right. uh, to the guy who died on the cross for us, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And, and, I, and, I, and I, so I unpacked this and I'm like, it's amazing. And so I'm, I'm not always the easiest on people, but I'm loving. But it's always like, come on, we got to get it together, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get it together. Let's, let's get it together. Mm-hmm. 
I, there's things I got to get together. Mm -hmm. There's things that I still work on. Right. Uh, I think that some in that aspect too, we got to be careful. Also, um, there's moments I'm probably spiritually dull uh, because I go through a season. It's like mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, I, I mean, I'm a work in progress too. Right. But I think that when we speak to people, we have to bring them back into truth and and this understand. I'm like, I'll, I'll go with this all day long because if we don't know who Christ is and who Christ says we are. Mm -hmm then we have our own self-opinions. Mm -hmm. We're self-opinionated. Yeah. And in that self-opinionation, -opinion, right, it's like, pfft. then you just get so, you start drifting over here and he's over there like, wait, come back. Mm -hmm. Come back. Come back to that moment when you recognize that you needed me. Right. And keep needing me. Yeah. And so I just, I encourage people to dig into to needing more because that is when that's going to grow us in our walk like you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier. And we're talking about now we start to we start to navigate away from what am I going to do? How am I going to handle it? What if, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if do we in a what if world right now? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. We are in a what if, what if, what if this, what if this, what if this, what is, can I do this? What if, do I have enough silver? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do I have enough gold? Do I have enough ammunition? Do I have enough? Do I, have, do I enough have enough Jesus? Cans of food. Do right. I have enough money? Right. Do, do I have, have enough, enough stock? No, 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 no. Do I have enough Jesus? Jesus. Right. Do, right. Am I, do I have enough <laughs> relinquished control? Yes. You need to get rid of some of the control in your pantry <laughs> uh, in the areas it doesn't belong. Now, of course, self-control is a fruit mm, of the spirit. Right. But self-control is different than trying to world control. That's a very different thing. Right. right. He, um, I think it's very telling that he says self-control. What is self-control? Mm. It's being able to control yourself despite living in a world that you can't control. Meaning don't use what's happening in the world as an excuse for why you worked that way, did that way, responded, reacted that way. But instead, despite what occurred, I still acted the way that God called me to act. Mm. They're, they're very different, right? Like I think some of us, we try to control the world to convince ourselves we've got self-control because if you can control your environment to be nice and happy and wonderful, then you don't have to face the fact that when things go bad, you act sinful. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you can control the climate, you won't right. sweat or shiver. Right. But then what happens when you can't control the climate anymore? And so I think that that's a huge thing. And then the other thing, you know, what should you have in your pantry is go back to the end of Hebrews 5 right. and the beginning of Hebrews 6 and look at what Milka is and sit there and, and really think, do I really believe these things? And if I do believe each one of these things, how does that impact my life? Mm. Some of them like baptism, you know, I, I personally, I don't see like that should impact a ton. Whereas repenting for my sins should impact every area of my life and faith in God, every area of my life. You know, I think that some, it ends up in squabbles and others are, are so absolutely right. required to have a biblical worldview. Yeah. But regardless, it's, it's you to sit there and pray with the Lord and read the word and do your own digging in the word on what those scriptures say about each one and come to the conclusion that need to be come to so that you actually, like those are thoughts, just like the sky is blue, you know, you, you turn to Jesus. Right. They're, they're equal facts, right? One is not relative and one is not, you know, whatever the I mean, opposite there's, there's, there's good, Yeah, <laughs> right. No, there's, I mean, and there's good teachers out there, but at the end of the day, 
God didn't say I left you with, well, no, he, he left it with teachers and preachers and all that. I got it. Yeah. He did. But he also left us with the Holy Spirit. Um, as I'm sitting here thinking about like the baptisms and those things and, and you know, why, why would I get baptism? Because of a reverent obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to show and proclaim mm-hmm. that, that Jesus is, is my Lord and Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said something the other day that, you know, it's, it's faith and repentance. The gospel is faith and repentance. It's, you know, the being saved, the gospel, that's, that's what we talk about. When we say the gospel, that is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're, we're dialing that in. That is being saved. That is believing in Jesus Christ, the resurrection, the death, you know, all, the ascension, all those great things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not Thomas saying, show me your holes. I'm like, no, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, and then what I like about the gospel too, though. So that's, that's the gospel. But what does the gospel do? See, people get this word obedience. And I'm going to jump on obedience for a second. Because yeah. I think it's important that we are obedient. Now watch this. There's a transition. I remember the, the the times before, maybe four years ago, something like that. I I would I would say this. It's like I get up in the morning and, and man, I just don't want to read the Bible. But then out of obedience, you know, I just I, I do it like it's like it's a have to. You know, it's a have to. But now it's a have to. See, and that have to was like I was forcing it. Now it's a have to so I can get through my day, mm-hmm. and I know it gets through my day. It's a transition, right? Mm-hmm. And that's growth. And, and I think that I was told that uh, I was even told <laughs> you can, <laughs> oh, faith and obedience are the same, right? And I'm like, okay, so new believer. Just let's go to the new believer first. He has faith. Homeboy don't even know what obedience is. <laughs> Right. Or homegirl or, or whoever. Right. And so it's like it's a progressive thing. So it's like when we start adding on to what salvation is, mm-hmm. then we need to go back to the milk. Yes. And and, and to wrap as we're getting this up. Right. Then then as we move through that truth and understand it's, it, it is it is a key mm-hmm. to understanding the scripture. Mm-hmm. It is a key to understand the scripture, the finished work on the cross and, and the grace that God gives us through his son, Jesus Christ. Right. And when we have that key, then the rest of the Bible becomes this, this awesome book of learning. Mm-hmm. How it goes back to Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. Look, see, you said it. <laughs> How it goes back to a, a foreshadowing of Christ or a, a Christology, right? Right. Of Melchizedek. Yeah. It goes back to a Christology of, of the, the three guys that come in and visit Abraham and Sarah and, and, and prophesy a child over their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And you start to see the love of God, the grace of God, mm-hmm. the mercy of God for those who he calls his people. Mm-hmm. So first it was with the Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's with us. Right. And when he claims us and tells us, you are my people, he doesn't walk away from us. Mm-hmm. Even when Moses messed up, he just said, well, <laughs> you ain't going to. But let me tell you something. Promised land wasn't everything that was promised because, well, people didn't allow it to be what was promised. The deeper things, the meaty things. They got stuck on self and didn't grow Mm -hmm. because if they would have grown, he said, you will have everything that you need in this promised land. Now, of course, God knowing (laughs) they wouldn't do this, but it's like, but he's like this. He he threw it out there Mm -hmm. and it could have been amazing, but we had to see that it was a constant reconciliation with his people yeah and so when we move forward with this milk to meat, right mm-hmm. maybe we have to go back mm-hmm. 
right. and digest a little bit more, get some more of those good enzymes. And see, perfect yeah. example is I was like, yeah, you know, baptism won't really impact because I was thinking in the milk sense, just in that moment, I was like, yeah, you know, is it sprinkling on the head? Is it in a river? Is it in a tub? Is it? And I'm like, oh yeah, spiritual baptism, being mm. baptized by the Holy Spirit that impacts your entire life. Yes. That's the meat, right? Yeah. Um, but also part of it is the milk when you actually think about it and go back and read the word. Yeah. But so I think that's that's another perfect example of sitting there. Sometimes you don't realize how deep it actually right. goes and how right. impactful it really is in your life, you know, when you're just like running through it. And that's why it's important to dig into it. And I'll tell you what, it never hurts anyone. Like I was saying, we have the milk, we're going into the meat, and it never hurts to just mm -hmm. keep refreshing yourself on what that milk is. Yes. Because it's that milk, again, that gives us the enzymes. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the ability, the ability to process, to process and, and, and not only that, but the health mm -hmm. that's necessary to be able to digest the rest of this beautiful book that sits in front of us. Yes, yes. Amen. That's what you need in your pantry, y'all. That's how you get the discernment. That's yes. how you get the growth. That's how you get the understanding of what, which way to choose is by going to the milk and getting that getting that nutrients mm. first, but then moving forward, right? right? So one of the best ways you can do that, in our opinion, in our humble opinion, um, is to read the word by yourself, read it with others, maybe do a Devo with others, mm. right? Maybe our, our, our free seven-day Devo you can do with your Bible study. It's Jesus Not Junk Food, and you can find it on thepantrypodcast.com. But there are many other good ones out there. So until next week, you can support us at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.